point of order, uh, when will the clock start, Mr. Chairman? Once the question is asked, Mr. Chairman, the clock should start. Right under overview, second line. Parliamentary inquiry, Mr. Chairman. The gentleman, the witness, point of order. The witness has the time and will answer. Is a, a question, the witness point of order overrides that. A point of order overrides that, Mr. Chairman, and you know that. It's gentleman will state his point of order. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That was something yesterday, right? We there. need the federal government to take over, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Shemony. Um, yeah, so that was the hearing from yesterday. There's going to be a bunch, bunch more of those, I guess. And uh, whatever. That's all I got to say about that. Whatever. As a libertarian type, I, uh, I hate to compel people to do much. But I would like to compel school uh, kids to watch those hearings. And at the end of it, the... Uh, the approved uh, curriculum, that's the word I'm looking for, would be, which among those people do you consider the biggest idiot? Johnny? <laughs> Janie? Headline in the USA Today, millions of women's first sex was forced. That's a troubling headline. Many were in their teens and faced long-term effects, study says. Given the current population of the United States and 165 million or so women, um, it's troubling, but that makes sense. The first experience with sexual intercourse for more than 3 million U.S. women, many in their teens, was forced or coerced, according to a study, stu- mm. a study published Monday. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Point of order. Point of order supersedes the newspaper article. What's the difference between forced and coerced? Uh, well, in my mind, uh, uh, I realize it wouldn't have to be this way, but in my mind, when I first hear it, I hear forced as a physical thing and coerced a verbal thing. That's what I think, but yeah. I realize it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Um, researchers base their analysis on an annual survey by the Centers for Disease Control, which asked women ages 18 to 44 if they chose to have, if they chose to have sex for the first time. Of oh. those who answered no... Sometimes reporting multiple types of coercion, slightly more than 56% described being verbally pressured. I got to admit, I have have verbally pressured 80% of the sexual encounters I've had. Not with a do this or I'm going to kill you or, or, you know, anything like that, but, oh, come on. Or, yes, I really care about you. Or it's been a really long time or whatever. Right. That's verbal coercion. I don't think there's anything wrong this with that. This is just ridiculous, and it undermines the fight yes, against absolutely. rape and sexual absolutely. assault. That's my whole point. God, yeah. you numbskulls. Sorry, so, I leapt to the end. So 56, which you don't want to do in uh, you know, the loving either. 56% describe being verbally pressured, which I think is as old as human beings existing. It's part of the mating dance. 46% said they were held down. Well, that's whoa, a crime. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a crime I would like you to be in jail for maybe the rest of your life for. So it's a difference between something that is as common as anything could be and a crime that you should go to jail for multiple decades for. Right. And you throw those into the same statistics and you think you're helping women with that? You're not. You know, I'm not good at math, but it appears to be less than 2% of women make that claim. Now, now the fact that it's 3 million, that's 3 million, well, depending again on how you uh, define the terms, but of those three million that were actually forced in a way that a reasonable person would recognize it, that's that's horrific. It's tragic. It's unforgivable, and it's punishable by severe, severe well punishments. Um, but just the whole trying to brand all men as rapists thing is awful. 
Yeah, well, listen to this quote from the lead researcher on this study. Any sexual encounter with penetration, but so we're talking real sexual encounters. They're not doing the whole um, accounting a kiss is the same as intercourse, as often is done in studies also. Okay, at least it's that same. Uh, Any sexual encounter with penetration that occurs against somebody's will is rape. If someone is verbally pressured into having sex, it's just as much rape. That's idiotic. That makes a lot of men rapists. That A lot of men, I would say most men. That is virtually all men. I'm not sure I want to. Come on, I really care about you, blah, 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 blah. That's rape, according to that researcher. And that's what's being taught to a lot of our college students, too. Oh, man. We need to tear down the university system. Just tear it down, build it up again. I would like to hear and from the federal women. government, same thing. You know, this is this is a guy party here, so we got our uh, our point of view. I'd like to hear from women on the text line, at least. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. It, How many sexual encounters have you had where you weren't at least somewhat verbally pressured by, by your boyfriend or husband or whoever? To, but to what ex- again, definitions matter. How is verbally pressured different from I made him make it clear that he really, really wanted to or really cares about me or whatever? How do you differentiate between those two things? How do you differentiate between being verbally pressured and a woman saying, make your case? You got to make your case before I say yes. Those two things are indistinguishable. God, this is so idiotic. So, and again, the only reason I get fired up about this is as, you know, uh, as the son of a mother and the husband of a wife and a dad of, of two beautiful girls, uh, I find rape loathsome. Anybody oh, with a I would conscience does. If I had a daughter Anybody. and you physically force her to have sex with you, I would kill you. Anybody with a conscience finds rape loathsome. And this is brutally undermining any effort to end it. So, Because the population hears saying, oh, come on, is rape? How can you be against rape? Okay, so setting up the narrative here in the order that they've done it in USA Today, they give you the numbers, then they have the person that did the study explain that uh, verbal coercion is as much rape as physical coercion. Good Lord. Then they, and so she counts that as rape, so then they hit you with this statistic. The study suggests 1 in 16 U.S. women were raped in their first sexual encounter, and that nearly one in five women have been raped in their lifetime. Well, one out of let's... five women have been raped in their lifetime. Well, if you use, if you include verbal coercion, yeah, I would believe that. If you right. don't, I don't think it's. I it's don't think it's close to that high. Who, who is this person? What is this institution that's doing this study? I, 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 I think that. they should be outed. For the crimes against decency they have committed. Uh, Laura Hawks, an internist at Harvard Medical School researcher. Harvard, I've never heard of it. So you have a woman from Harvard quoted in America's McPaper asserting something that ludicrous, that laughable, were the subject not so serious. That's disturbing, man. And people lost the capacity for logic. I can't believe USA Today runs with that as a front-page story. Like, oh, this is just legitimately true. One out of five women have been raped. And uh, because, you know, toxic masculinity and how sure. evil men are. Hashtag me, too. Um, it, it reminds me of the pathetic desperation of cable news, though, and websites. 
The USA Today is so desperate for you to click on their site or pick up the paper, they, they trot out an assertion that is horrifying and completely unsupportable. Man, that's a good man. Journalism is just. These are dark, dark days. So I want to hear a couple of texts before we take a break. Um, I looked at the emails. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Or you can text us 415-295-KFTC. Woman here. How much of these feelings comes from being young and naive at a young age? Uh, So looking back on it, I guess she means. Um, We got this text. You guys sound like teenagers concerning rape. In what sense? You gotta. I don't know. You gotta have a better argument than that yet. Half wit. So I guess she'd be in the crowd that believes the verbally trying to convince somebody to have sex with you is the same as rape. I don't know. Uh, okay, right back. Make an argument, please. If if we find it, uh, you know, persuasive, we'll stand corrected. Thirty-eight year old female here. I completely agree with you guys. Of course, I have no way to verify that is a female and. Nor 38. She might be 36 or 40. <laughs> uh, the only encounter I feel uncomfortable about is I was emotionally manipulated by a 40-year-old man when I was 18, but it still wasn't rape. It was my own na- being naive. Right. It was exploitation. It was cruelty. It was not being a gentleman, which should be punishable by something or other in my world. But <clears throat> Perhaps a th- firm rap with a cane. Uh, sometimes people have so many typos, I can't understand what they're saying. This one sounds good. What is it called when a woman uses sex to manipulate men? Because that happens a lot, and then the women turn it around to say that they were coerced. It's a no-win situation for men. I don't, I don't know. Um, well, love is a battlefield, according to Pat Benatar of here's, Harvard. Here's a good one to end with for this segment. Survivor of forcible rape at age 17 by another teen. It disparages the real survivors of rape to include coerced verbally sex as rape. Good grief. My husband in our early years would never have gotten lucky for not trying to coerce me into the sack. Yeah. Somebody who lives in the real world and has had real world experiences. Yeah. No kidding. And and you know what? Yeah. What Every a- guy you've ever had sex with, ladies, who, come on, could we, it's been a week, any of that sort of talk. Um, do you consider them a rapist, looking back on it, whether it's your current husband or former boyfriend or whatever? According to USA Today and this Harvard researcher, it is, and that's why one out of five women have been raped. It's just, yeah, the whole point to this is not being soft on any of this. It's physically holding a woman down and making her have sex with you is a horrifying crime. Let's not lump it in with something that's just normal courtship. Right. Um... Yeah, to and, make it sound worse. And yeah, and I'm so glad she wrote that note. The, imagine the 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 pain of a woman who's been a victim of rape, and somebody coming along and saying, "Yeah, that that gal who the guy said, oh, come on, let's do it. You won't regret it.' Is the same. That's those two women are the same. Imagine the pain of the woman who's an actual victim. That study, that study. You know what that is. It doesn't prove what it sought out to prove. It proves how crazy academics can be, how yeah. off-kilter, how illogical and bizarre their thinking can be. And some of corporate media, because USA Today put it on the front flipping page. Yeah. You um, know, just one more note, if I might. Somebody in the justice system who I know quite well says... Um, I agree with you guys 100%. They lump everything in together, and it totally takes away from women who are actually forcibly raped. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's awful and the, idiotic. This woman says, according to this study, all of my partners have been rapists. 
Yeah, it's uh, that's something. Uh, we'll continue to take texts and emails, maybe hit you with some of those either later in the show or tomorrow, because that's an interesting topic. Plus, disturbing. where your teens are hiding drugs, ah, cleverly. I need to know this ahead of time. Oh, I'm telling you, some of the, those teens, they're insidious <laughs> in their cleverness. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Wendy Williams show has been renewed for two more seasons. This is great news for the TV in the lobby at the car wash. <laughs> oh, that's a good joke. <laughs> we, we see the... I'll bet most of you don't even know who Wendy Williams is, do you? She has a daytime TV show. She's the freakiest looking human yeah. on planet E. Really, really odd looking gal oh. and, and highly troubled. Too. Oh, all kinds of. Yeah, she's yeah. been to rehab recently and then left rehab to get drunk and came back and left Was her husband. There a suicide attempt? She remember she passed out on stage a while oh, back? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the exhaustion. <laughs> but that's the sort of place where that show is on the lobby at the car wash. We're getting so many texts about this whole. Um, is verbal coercion rape thing that can, the USA Today is talking about. We'll, we'll have to address that later. Yeah, can I make one uh, clarification question? Because there are a lot of terms and trying to figure out how to define terms flying around in there. Now, if you verbally threaten force, pain, uh, blackmail, that sort of thing to get sex, that's a different thing of course. to then, oh, come on, can we please, you know... That sort of thing. Just just to clarify. But the researcher said if somebody is verbally pressured into having sex, it's just as much rape. Well, that's just, what does she that mean? She doesn't the, define at, it any more than just verbally pressured. At the very least, she does a horrible job of explaining what she means. Yeah, that's the most charitable explanation you could come up with. I mean, do you mean threatened? Because That's by, a completely different thing. By the standard of verbally pressured, as one texture said, my husband rapes me four out of five times we have sex. Yeah. Because that's just kind of the, how it works. That's rough. Jack, our headline, 14 places where teens hide drugs from their parents. Wait a minute, I'm, I'm hearing teens screaming at their radios. Hey, Joe, how about we get a time machine and go home and bust, or go back and bust you, you idiot? Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep you from making some of the mistakes I made. Well, my friends made. I would never touch the drugs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jack, balancing a teen's need for privacy while protecting them from poor decisions like using and hiding drugs or having sex can be incredibly difficult. They make the point. It's a good point. They go with sexting and that sort of thing. So, but let's get to the thread of this. Where do teens hide drugs from parents? One, highlighters. They have a space between the tip of the pen and the top of the cap that can easily conceal small amounts of marijuana or other drugs. Okay, so far it hasn't happened, but I'm wondering, I'm wondering how many of these will be the same as where my younger kids hide candy. I wonder if it'll be the same sort of thing. Wait a minute, I'm looking at i got a highlighter right here. You're not you, doing much. You could not get a mouse high with the amount of no. pot you could hide in that space. i got a highlighter right in my hands. Okay, no. so... Uh, Number one, s- 
stupid. So example one was stupid. Okay, let's go from there. Let's move on. That doesn't <laughs> impugn the whole list. Number two, I think it does. makeup containers. Mm. Makeup containers like lipstick or lip gloss tubes can also have small spaces where cocaine or ecstasy tablets can be secretly stashed. I'm sure that's true. Of course, you know, by that definition, everywhere is where kids could stash drugs. I mean, an ecstasy tablet. Yeah. Anywhere that exists. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> Shoe, sock, pocket, earring. It's not as compelling of a list to click no. on, though. <laughs> or number three, and this is another clever ruse by the kids, the car. A teen's car has a number of places where drugs can be Wait concealed a second. out of sight. As a parent, I would have never considered that. Either in large or small you quantities. You mean like their glove compartment? Jimmy, <laughs> you seem to have 40 pounds of marijuana in your trunk. Oh, Dad. Back to writing utensils, pens and markers. Regular ink pens with highlighters and lipstick like those things can house small amounts of drugs, especially powders like heroin, when the actual pen is removed or modified. Okay, if you're at the point that you're dismantling your children's pens to try to find heroin, either you already know they're a junkie or you're a paranoid lunatic. Mm. You're dismantling their pens? What are you doing, Dad? I just wanted to make sure you didn't have any heroin in here. (laughs) In my pen? I use it to write with. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Saudis offer what they say is proof Iran attacked their oil facilities. we got the big reveal coming up for you. And then now More hiding places as well. jeez. Catching up on news from around the world, we've gotten a ton of texts on this whole is is verbal coercion right. rape thing that we're only talking about it because it's the front page of the USA Today, but maybe a little more on that later. Although v- verbal what now? Coercion? Well, sometimes they use the word coercion and definitions matter and it's ridiculous. Verbally pressured. If somebody's verbally pressured into having sex. Okay, no, that's completely different. It's just as much rape, says the Harvard researcher. Completely different. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Saudis had their big reveal today. The Saudi military showing reporters what they describe as an Iranian cruise missile and drones used in the attack this weekend that targeted the heart of Saudi Arabia's oil industry. There was a news conference today in Riyadh, the kingdom's capital. Saudis are saying the cruise missile, which had what appeared to be a jet engine attached to it, uh, was a land attack cruise missile that failed to explode. Now, the Saudis are saying an attack on its oil industry came from the north to the north across the Persian Gulf is Iraq and Iran. That was not necessarily new information because we've been told that almost since day one of the attack. Right, but the talk is that the Saudis are going to go to the U.N. and try to work this through the U.N., which is an interesting thing for Saudi Arabia. Wow! Do they still have that? The U.N.? (laughs) And why? I haven't heard the U.N. invoked in a serious way about a major international crisis in a long dang time. Meanwhile, U.S. Secretary of State Pompeo has now flown to Saudi Arabia for three days of meetings to decide uh, what uh, kind of response the U.S. will come up with. Meanwhile, President Trump's 2016 campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, had a contentious appearance before the Democrat-led House Judiciary Committee as it held its first so-called impeachment hearing. One thing they focused on 
was a portion of the Mueller report that said Trump asked uh, Lewandowski to direct then-Attorney General Jeff Sessions to limit Mueller's Russia investigation. Yes, we're still talking about this, it would appear. And, <sighs> and that if Sessions would not meet with Lewandowski, he should tell Sessions he was fired. Well, Lewandowski never delivered the message. Representative Hank Johnson asked, You felt a little squeamish about delivering that message, correct? No, sir. Well, why didn't you, uh, why did it take you so long and you never even delivered it? Correct. I never delivered the message. Yeah, you chickened out. I went on vacation. You went on vacation. <laughs> as the back and forth. He's killing. As so what? how about we have an election in a year yeah. and a half, and if you don't like the guy and you think he's uh, committing crimes or whatever, you get a new guy or a woman. Mm, how about we do it that way? interesting idea. The FBI says it raided the New York home of a CEO who allegedly used his payroll processing company to steal millions of dollars from small business employees. Good way to do it. Spokesperson for the FBI in Albany told NBC News that it raided the home of Michael Mann, who oversees the payroll company My Payroll IR. The company has been under investigation for allegedly diverting over $20 million in small business payroll funds to one of its own bank accounts. The fraud left about 4,000 small businesses unable to give employees their regular direct deposit paychecks at the end of August. All right, so is this a guy who just couldn't walk away from a, a slot machine? I mean, if you're doing this crime, because we're always lecturing would-be bank robbers, yeah. you stupid idiots. Oh, great, you got $6,000. What, are you going to live like Bill Gates for the rest of your life on that, <laughs> you numbskulls? But Go buy a crappy used car, and now you're out of money. Yeah. Um, if you're running that scam, this guy was up to $20 million. Yeah. At what point do you walk away from the slot machine and disappear uh, into some Central American island region? Earlier than that, but... Yeah. Um, I'm thinking 10 is plenty. He's enjoying the game, I think, right? Could be. Yep. Could be, and he, and he could be one of those guys who thinks he's so smart, nobody will ever catch on. And boy, i got to tell you, this uh, this scam hit, uh, hit employees all over the country. All over the country. A new network that aims to be the place for eSports, the way ESPN has been for traditional sports, is getting ready to launch next year, and it's already raised millions of dollars from investors who are among video gaming's biggest publishers. It's going to be called Venn. That's short for Video Game Entertainment News Network, and it'll de- debut with live studios in New York and Los Angeles. This is a TV network? This is going to be on Twitch and YouTube. Okay. Yeah. They expect to be available also on Roku. On broadcast on... only TV. I'm surprised Sean. that ESPN hasn't come up with an ESPN six or whatever that's right. uh, that's esports. You know, they broadcast some of the things on like their ESPN seven, like their 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 sub channels. They'll do some some competitive gaming. All right. Ben's expected to have 55 hours of original programming each week, including gamer streams, etc., etc., etc. But they are already getting a lot of financial support for this project. And that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. One of the big controversies of last week, it's Trump-related. Um, all controversies are apparently now. Uh, one of the big controversies of last week turned out to be completely different than it was originally thought to be, and there wasn't a lot of follow-up on it, so I thought we'd hit that coming up in a little bit. Just, really? Just I wonder if I off. can remember which one it was. <laughs> well, they come and go so fast. Right, and, and the fact that it's not coming to my mind... 
Doesn't that say it all? Well, maybe I'm just senile. I doubt it. But um, the fact that I, what was the big one last week? I don't remember. You got to remind me. Doesn't that say it all? Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Times we live in. You want to hear more places teens hide their drugs, Jack? <laughs> How about the toilet? <laughs> Dude, your, your weed's got a bit of a poopiness to it. And it's wet. Drugs, uh, drugs can be in a waterproof bag, Jack, and taped uh, inside a toilet's works or underneath the back of the bowl. They make bags that are waterproof, you say. Dang it. You got to crawl around, doctor. Make sure there are no drug Candy wrappers. Wrappers with the candy removed can hide drugs and go easily unnoticed. Sometimes they're hidden alongside the candy. Other times scrunched inside the empty wrapper and left in the bottom of a purse or a bag. <laughs> Is this list for people who have suddenly woken up one day and found themselves <laughs> with a teenager? I feel like a lot of these things are hiding places that you experience throughout the child's life. If, yeah, uh, right. if you're uh, keeping track at home, you need to dismantle your children's highlighters, their well, yeah. makeup containers, right. their pens, their car, their pens and markers, the toilet and candy. <laughs> Moving along, belt buckles. Ooh, belt buckles are sold online that have disguised compartments that can even be used as a pipe to smoke a marijuana in some cases. The old pot pipe belt. I never heard of that. Posters, Jack. Posters that are hung or tacked on the wall can conceal substances such as paper tabs of LSD that are easily flattened. So literally, where teens hide drugs is anywhere, right? So and, and everywhere. So and and of course, not in plain sight, except when they are. And of course, since if I didn't, if I went through all of these things, I took apart all your pens, took your car apart, right. took your posters down. Yes, went in the ceiling vents, the toilet. If I did all these things yes. today, yes. it doesn't mean that you didn't. Hide something tomorrow. So I need to do this all every day. Every day of my life, for the rest of my life. I need to go through all of those things. Well, and this list apparently is for severely mentally challenged parents because point number nine is closets and clothing drawers. Closets? <laughs> closets? People hmm. hiding things in closets? You don't say. Boy, so, this is uh, lame. This is like the lamest thing ever. Hey, Dad, I just got home. Why is my toilet dismantled? What? Are you in my closet? <laughs> Where am I supposed to go? <laughs> Outside uh, the house, bookshelves and books, medicine cabinet, and stash cans. Solid so, out stash cans with fake bottoms. At least the kids try. So we'll uh, uh, pay off the idea that there was a sc- uh, one of your scandals last week that didn't turn out to be much. And New Mexico just went bold with an idea on college, since everybody's talking about how to fix that disaster. And other stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, um, I'm having trouble digging up the numbers. I got it in my notes. It was from last week. I meant to do it last week, but with the debate and everything like that. So, there for a couple of days, it was a giant scandal. In in fact, it was mentioned as part of the whole impeachment proceedings that Donald Trump is having the Air Force stop over in Scotland near his golf course so that they'll have to stay at the hotel. He's personally profiting from these trips. What about the emoluments clause? And that was a giant story for a couple of days, and AOC and a variety of other people said, it's absolutely impeachment now, and this sort of thing. And then later in the week, the report came out from, and that's the notes I don't have, I don't, I don't remember who looked into it, and found that the decision to stop at that particular spot 
was made during the Obama administration by Obama's people, and there have been hundreds of stays over there over the last many years going back pre-Trump, because that's the cheapest place to stay in the area. It's the best place to stop. And they showed the prices for the nearby Marriott and another place, and the Trump Hotel is actually cheaper Hmm. than staying there for all those people. So it's been going on for a while, and then that story just disappeared. And there's no follow-up. That's a great no, booking deal. There's just no follow-up. There's no coverage. There's no, oh, my bad, or I guess that's not an impeachable offense. In fact, it's nothing. I mean, just those stories just go away. Yeah. Now, they're not all bunk, all the Trump stories that come and go, but a lot of them are. And when they do, they just disappear. Yeah. And they stick in people's minds. Oh, yeah, he's using his hotel. He makes him stop there. So no, that was perfectly fine. That was an Obama-era decision. Oh, boy. I know it's just it's tiring, mm. and 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 I used to be able to trust the media. The media's never been per- perfect, and they've always had uh, a, a, a bias. Mm-hmm. But you used to be able to to trust them to a certain extent. Now you just can't believe any freaking story you hear, right? Until Sen- you do more research, it's just sensationalism. It's just desperation to get your eyes and ears. I blame two things. Number one, the uh, the change in I guess it was the. 70s or 80s, where news divisions were supposed to become profitable, used to be they, they operated as a loss, but you had to have a good news division as a network or you were ashamed. Um, that's one change. Second change, the Internet. There are just so many places for your eyes and ears to go. People are desperate to attract them. And uh, so I, once again, call for unplugging the Internet. Figure out where it's plugged in. Say a brief prayer if you like, and then yank it. I'm I'm pro. I'd be I'd go back to a pre-internet world. Um, New Mexico just went bold on college with legislative approval. Tuition will be free at all state colleges for everyone, regardless of income. Now in New Mexico, yes, I would like to uh, point out because it's not pointed out anywhere in this article. There is no such thing as free, you idiots. It should be against the law yeah, I know. to use the word free. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they teach you at Columbia School of Journalism, but they, they should say never use the word free because there's no such thing as free. Somebody is paying for everything. Well said. And in anything that involves the government. So it's going to be on the test. The taxpayer's paying for it. Right. So what you've decided is anybody who wants to go to college in New Mexico, gets to go at the taxpayer's expense. Right. Whether they uh, could afford to go on their own, whether their family's rich or poor, whether they study something that's going to help them get a job, whether they're indoctrinated into socialism for four years and then set out on the world, no matter what's happening there, the taxpayer is going to pay for it. Whether I think it's a terrible idea, for, and this is where I currently am, think it's a terrible idea for my kids to go to college. I think there's better directions to go with for, with uh, education after high school to get a job. But I'm still going to pay for other people who want to go the the college. Exactly. Route. Yeah. And point of order, but Mr. It's Chairman. Free. Point of order, uh, Mr. Chairman, because the cost is going to be dispersed among the millions of taxpayers, as opposed to being paid by the consumers of the good. There will be no pressure to lower the price or improve that product. Hey, also, program is also open to, regardless of your immigration status. Oh, of course, because no human being is illegal, Jack. So, yeah, to get back to my point, though, so college will continue to get crappier, more political, less rigorous, more expensive, to, but it'll be to the taxpayers. It won't be to the poor moms and dads and kids who are racking up enormous amounts of debt. 55,000 students are expected to benefit from this no program. 
Uh, How long do you have to live there to get the freebie? I don't know. Nothing in the article about, well, all the things we just mentioned. Of course um, not. I would be interested in, I don't know how it works. Maybe they so ought to go back to teaching critical thinking for the love of heaven. So college is free if you go to any state schools. Would, how about if I send my kid to the welding school where he's going to come out after one year and make $80,000 a year immediately welding and find a job anywhere he wants it? But I'd have to pay for that school, probably. Oh, you'll pay for that, and then he'll actually make $60,000 a year because he'll be taxed, and that tax money will go to little Jimmy and Johnny who are quote-unquote, paying $60,000 a year for some perhaps stimulating but useless degree because they're not paying the taxpayers. Or it's, for it's, illegals to go to college. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it okay. means. Johnny Learns to Weld will be paying for the tuition of illegals taking medieval poetry. If you happen to hear that story in the next 24, 48 hours, let me know if you hear any of the downside of it or if it's just all, here's a great thing that's happening somewhere. Kids are going to go to college for free. Because college is always a good idea, and it should be free. Or if it's just presented that way, which it probably will. That's fine. I'm too negative. How stupid no can fun the to world get? How stupid can the world get? Oh, speaking of stupid, I'm sorry. I need to write this down before I forget it. I got this argument. Bra- with the- brand, brand new cup of coffee is very hot. <laughs> sorry, wait. <laughs> Note number two. At your age, you think you would have figured that out. And three, I have given up. <laughs> Period. Sorry, you were saying, huh? My wife's my always... My tongue! Uh, my tongue! My wife's always saying, now, careful, this is hot. And then, of course, I take a bite of it and burn it. <laughs> I just said it was hot. I know, but I just... I, I assumed it was kind of hot or warm. Perhaps you've mistaken me for a non-idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Uh, I don't advocate free college, but isn't high school free? I do wonder about that as we are changing society. Um, uh, I've made this argument when they've talked about a, a community college being free or whatever. I don't know. Does it stay forever that education is paid for by taxpayers until 18 and not beyond? Or now that we uh, are, are reaching adulthood at 35, does it go on? I don't know. I don't know the answer. To it's that, an but. interesting discussion. You could make the argument that the college degree is the high school degree of the modern go-go uh, connected world. But th- the point of free education is that we've got to have a populace that is thoroughly immersed in the basics and gets the stuff you need to get through life and whatever career you, you choose. College, in my opinion, is way too diverse. The, the different programs, the economic values of the different programs, why people go to college, when people go to college. It's, it's a very, it's, well, much, much, much mm-hmm. more diverse than you gotta know how to add and subtract. Right. So yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm fine for taxpayers paying for college, but I'm willing to have the discussion only if it's going to be a solid curriculum for everybody. Everybody's learning more about I don't know, math, finances, history, this sort of stuff. But if you if you get to go take whatever crazy major you want and I'm paying for it, no, right. no freaking way. Well, and especially, to my point, when there's no accountability, the, the, the last thing you're going to get is an improvement if just the taxpayers are the customer. Forget it. They're too, the government's doing too many things. When was the last time you heard somebody demand serious accountability from the Department of the Interior? Maybe when they uh, occupied the Malheur, uh, Malheur uh, uh, Reserve, 
Uh, when was the last time you heard somebody demand accountability and value from the Department of Labor? What? Never? That's many thousands of people spending tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. No, of course not. There's never any accountability. But, you know, I, I, I'm standing on the shore yelling at the tide, I think. I was hoping by now for a little more news out of Israel's election, but it must be so close that, that they still don't know. Well, what's really clear is that even if Netanyahu's party uh, edges ahead of the, the, if the Likud edges ahead of the blue and white guys, um, old Benji does not have uh, enough of a majority to form a government. So he's going to have to make big compromises with other parties and things will change. So we shall see. The, uh, the other guy's no dove, by the way. The, no, uh, he's, white guy? he's well, I'm where I'm told, and I just know what I read. He's more hawkish than Benjamin Netanyahu. So if there are people out there that think, oh, finally we get rid of Bibi Netanyahu and his warlike ways. No, this this new guy, Gantz, is a... Uh, yeah, it's not about that at all. Just Bibi fatigue. He's been there too long. Plus, he's, you know, immersed in scandals. And there's some domestic political stuff that you never hear about across no. the globe. No, but he was friends with Trump, and he had proposed something they were going to call Trump Heights. With a big statue of Trump, and uh, oh, that'd be tasteful. I am the chosen one. That'd be tasteful. <laughs> Good clip. You go to the uh, Temple Mount there. You go to uh, Gethsemane. You go to all the Trump three Heights. major religions. Wow, this is where Jesus actually what and, and the Trump statue. And there's the giant statue of Donald J. Trump. <laughs> there's where they think the cross actually was. And yeah. I am the chosen one. And again, there's the Trump statue. <laughs>